Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. Good morning and hello. And I'm back. It's been about a week. You know, New Year's got the best of me. So, you know, I took off and had some fun, relaxed, and now I'm back here kind of walking into a Steelers bleep store. Indeed. Uh, Yeah, there's a lot going on, a lot to talk about. Mike Tomlin at his press conference on Monday to, you know, make up the schedule so, you know, because they have a Saturday game, so he does one press conference early. You know that. A press conference one day early, and then, uh, you know, Kenny Pickett said some words out loud in response to some controversy that he's involved in. I mean, there's so much, and I'm trying to wrap my head around it. So uh, if you want to call and talk about it, you're welcome to. 412-928-9370 is the phone number. You can also talk to me. On X at Callus underscore three three is my handle. Mention me in a post, comment, and I'm sure I'll see it and respond to it. Especially if it's uh, stimulating enough. But let's uh, let's talk this morning. Let's start with this because I made a post around game time or in response to another post. Let me see here. It's about Mike Tomlin and his. I mean, this is just – first, I was a little bit thrown off. Not that I should have been surprised, but Tomlin in his press conference on Monday said that the Steelers can only control what they can control. Right? They can only control what what they, what they can control. They only win – or they can only win the games that they have left. They can only focus on winning the games ahead of them. And right now, for example, that's Baltimore, last game of the year. Right, so that's that's what he's preaching. And my response to that is, I mean, it's a fine mentality. But where was the, the, the preaching of control we can control earlier on in the year? Maybe I'm not as surprised when I say this out loud, that Mike Tomlin took this approach because he's had weird press conferences throughout the year. But to say... Yeah, let's let's win the games that we have left. Let's win the games. Let's prepare and win the games that we have left. And not acknowledge that in the past you could have that same mentality before you lost those three games you did to the very beatable teams. I mean, now with Mason Rudolph in, they've scored 30 points, two straight games. That's a conversation of its own as well as we talk about who should play quarterback 
for the Pittsburgh Steelers. There is so much. I mean, there's so much to unwrap this morning. It's it's a lot. And, you know, being off for a week has just compounded all of my thoughts in my head. So I'm going to try to organize those as I continue to talk to you. And you're welcome to talk to me again. 412-928-9370 is the phone number. Let's have a conversation this morning. Let's steer it somewhere because right now I'm just all over the place, and that's my first thought. Mike Tomlin, who preaches, let's control what we can control. Again, it's a fine mentality, but I'd love to have that mentality a few games ago when you were a shoo-in for the playoffs. Like, control what you can control there, 7-4 and four with three winnable games. You didn't have to win all of them. Things happen. Even if they would have lost to the Colts and either New England or Arizona. They'd have been in better shape. Unfortunately, they don't have the tiebreaker with the Colts. They don't have the tiebreaker with the Texans or the Browns. Not that they can catch the Browns even at this point, but you get my point. They had a shot to be a top wildcard seed, and they squandered many winnable games in the middle of the year. And then they come out with Mason Rudolph and put up back-to-back 30-point performances. That's just why it's frustrating. Now, I, I get Again, Tomlin's sentiment is fine. Let's control what we can control now. But you could have done that in the past. You could, you could have done that. You could have had that mentality when the past was the current moment. And that frustrates me. That's number one. Number two. This is still relates to Mike Tomlin. Maybe this is technically 1B then. But, I mean, you, you got people on, on socials saying that Mike Tomlin or here, here here's one teams that are poorly coached do not deliver the performances the Steelers achieved at Christmas and New Year's they don't play hard for coaches whose messages have gone stale <sighs> yeah I hate that because then I respond and this got a lot of attention so I appreciate the attention out there on this one but I mean I mean this when I say it why does Tomlin always get judged for the strong finish these days the Steelers were guaranteed a playoff spot till they lost Arizona and New England, and now, even though they bounced back, they're going to have to rely on unfavorable odds to get into the playoffs. That's the frustrating part. I mean, that's why I'm not so sold on Tomlin, because in a world where they don't have to bounce back, they have 11 or 12 wins securely on their way to the playoffs. It might not be a division win. The Ravens are really good this year. but they still would have been like the top wildcard seed. Maybe second, even if they don't win against the Browns the second time around. So it's just, it's super frustrating to have that perspective being thrown out there. Man, teams play hard for Tomlin. These teams didn't give up when when the adversity was there. I don't care about that. It's just frustrating when they say that because if you if he if he if his message stays strong the whole year and they have quality play and they win games they win the games that they're supposed to win and then pull through to win the games that you may not have expected them to do well in or win in then maybe they're in a a more favorable situation now but that's why I just get I get so frustrated when I hear that talk from people in the media about Tomlin. It just it's just frustrating. 
It's just frustrating to hear that perspective. They could achieve so much more. They would not be clawing for a playoff spot. They would be set up for more success in a playoff run if they had a higher seed, if they didn't squeak in as the seven. That's really where I'm at. And it would be fine. Like, if the Steelers were on a rebuild, if they had some struggling seasons and they were building up toward nine and eight and barely making the playoffs or or barely missing the playoffs, I would say that's fine. But they're not. We've been doing this over and over. It's the same movie. We're watching over and over again. Eventually, you'll want some more flavor. If they make the playoffs and if they go on a run, that'd be awesome. And I'd be a little more satisfied. But right now, they, they are relying on unfavorable odds to make it. They need a, a couple things to happen. So we'll see. But it's just frustrating. I'd want them to get in securely at this point as well. I want them to get in securely. They had control when they were 7-4, and four, and then they just they lost games that they should have won. That's just that's that. So that's point number one. But we got a caller, so I will pivot after I take this caller. 412-928-9370. Good morning. What's your name? Uh, this is Ted. All right, Ted. What's hey, up? Uh, real quick, I agree 100% with you saying. To me, Thomas still should be fired. I mean, sure. from Matt Canada to these, you know, to some of these players quitting in games, to now these guys are really a a contender for the playoffs. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. I, I agree, hundred percent. This is part of the most frustrating se- season in a long time. Um, none of these players really deserve any kind of praise. I'm, I'm just to be honest. These guys are just just quit. They quit in games. Yep. They literally went against the coach. We had no offensive coordinator that was competent. We have a defense that's worn out because the offense couldn't put up points, and we're supposed to believe this is a playoff team? Or are you kidding me? Um, mm-hmm. I, it's insanity. It's doing the same thing over and over again and thinking that you're going to get you know, a better result from it. You're not. Yep. Tomlin is Tomlin. It's time for him to go, man. I'm tired of hearing the same thing. I'm tired of these players quitting, and all of a sudden they show up, and all of a sudden, we're supposed to believe these guys are superstars. It doesn't work. It just doesn't work. Yeah. Ted, I appreciate the call. Thank you for calling in. Yeah. I mean, they, they don't deserve much praise. I will say, see, George Pickens is an interesting case, and I talked about this last week. He plays well when he gets the football, and he, I mean, his goal is to win games and be successful seeming for himself more than anything else. Not blocking for a play is not an acceptable approach at any point in time. But when he gets the ball, he's doing great. So I'll say that a lot of these guys on the team, they have talent and they should be recognized for that talent. Now, to be be applauded or paraded for their play this year? No, 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 no. No, they don't they don't deserve high praise for for what they've done this season. So I'm with Ted on that account. I I do believe this team has talent somewhere, so I'm not going to say altogether that they don't deserve some recognition for some of the things that they've done. But overall, I mean if they finish in the middle again and don't make the playoffs, no praise deserving. They only get praise if they win a playoff game. That that that's been my standard throughout the entire season, and I will maintain that that stance 
It would just be infuriating if we're seeing the same thing again. And again, it would be it would it would just have been nice if at seven and four they could have won the games that they were supposed to win, or at least one, at least one of the games they were supposed to win, they'd be in a better position. But they lost three in a row to winnable opponents, to teams they could have beaten. I'm going to say to winnable opponents. And they didn't. They had control in those moments. Tomlin can't go back in time at this moment. That's fine. But how to better approach the season when you're in the middle of it? Not toward the end. It's just a frustrating part. 412-928-9370. I'm going to take one more caller before I go to a break. Good morning. What's your name? My name is uh, Matt from Bethel. All right, Matt, what's up? Yeah, I just wanted to uh, make a comment because you brought up uh, George Pickens. Um, in the last game there, he made that catch in the fourth quarter, and it was a heck of a catch that he laid out for. Yeah. And, you know, he jumps up and nobody touches him. And what does he do? He steps out of bounds on his own account and, and waves to the camera. And then afterwards, runs over to the sideline and Tomlin taps him on the back of the head. Good job. No, that's not a good job. If nobody touches you, you're supposed to get back up and start running. And nothing was even said about it. It's just, it's just a bad coach and a bad coaching situation right now. He may have had some good years, some good runs, but... It's been more than time. We are stuck in mediocrity right now, and we've been there for probably 12, 15 years. Sure, Matt, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. I agree with the second part more than the first part. Again, I'm with the Fire Tomlin people now. I'm not going to just – I mean, I think that it's a little more complicated at this point. I think that we need to finish this season out before making any of those judgments. But it is stale, so I'll give you that. And I don't disagree with anybody who says that anymore because – we're in perpetual mediocrity, so I get it. I'm with you. Now, the first part, I mean, there are so many factors that play into keeping your balance on a play like that, and I don't remember the exact one that you're referencing there, Matt, but um, I know sometimes that if you're expecting to get contact from a defender and then, you know, you put your weight toward where you think the defender is and maybe you just fall and it's, you know. I think it's more complicated than that, and I've never been a receiver, so um, – I just I, I want to understand more of that perspective before I make a judgment like that. But the bottom line is that Pickens has been a a factor in many of these recent games, and um and has definitely contributed to the thirty point performances and the wins the Steelers have had in the last two games. That's irrefutable. And the fact that they're scoring so many points, I mean, you know, who cares about one play like that in the fourth quarter of a game when? you're on the verge or you've hit 30 points in the game. To me, that's just one of those details. It doesn't matter as much to, to look at when he's done so much. So I appreciate the call, though, and, and I'll, I'll I'll stand with your second point. Fire Tomlin, totally fine with that approach. My name's Nicholas Harry Callis. This is the Fan Early Morning Show. I'll be right back. I got some comments to make about Kenny Pickett as well and some of the things he said, and I will shift 
to quarterback talk. When I come back, you can also reserve a phone line and talk about Kenny Pickett if you have any opinions on the things that he said yesterday or the situation with the Steelers quarterbacks in general. Give me a call, 412-928-9370. Talk to me on X as well, at Callis underscore 33. I'll be right back. This is the Fan Early Morning Show right here on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, (laughs) nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Fan Early Morning Show presented by CGR Wholesale, where the average Joe buys like a pro. My name is Nicholas Harry Callis. This is the Fan Early Morning Show on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. Talking Steelers this morning because, you know, a whole lot got unloaded on us yesterday. So uh, before I get into my quarterback-specific talk, I got this caller on the line who wants to speak. So uh, good morning. What's your name? Hey, good morning, Nicholas. This is Dan from Imperial. How are you doing this morning, man? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What's up? What's on your mind? <laughs> Uh, well, I just wanted to say that, you know, with the Steelers, hindsight's twenty twenty because the Fools goal that they gave us in the preseason, you know, we were thinking they were going to go, you know, I thought they were going to play very well this year. Uh, turns out they weren't. Um, and then I think about the situation, and, I'm, and even though I'm not very happy that they, were, that they lost the games that they lost, uh, you know, without those losses, we probably don't discover Mason Rudolph. Um, and, you know, unfortunately – uh, your station was reporting two years ago uh, that he was the best quarterback in camp, you know. And so I- I'm just really curious that if he was the best performer, why they kept him benched for as long as they have, because you and I both know that this offense was unsustainable. They weren't going to continue to do that all year long. Um, and so that's just my thoughts on the matter. Dan, I appreciate the call. Thank you. Uh yeah, I mean that's that's yeah, I mean that's fair. Mason Rudolph. Why wasn't he the starter? Why wasn't he named the starter? Well, Mike Tomlin's the head coach. That might be why. And Matt Canada was the offensive coordinator, and Ben Roethlisberger was still around when those two were coaching, and when Matt Canada had his first season with the team. Maybe that's why. So when I say fire Tomlin, or when I say I don't. When I say I don't fault you for having that opinion of fire, Tom, and that's why, because some of those things slip through the cracks and those that should be held responsible are those making the decisions. And um, whether it's the offensive coordinator, which did indeed get fired, or the head coach that decides that, whatever the case may be, somebody in management was not putting the best player on the field. So I'm with you there. I'm not sure. Now, I have an interesting opinion on Mason Rudolph, so I'm going to dive into that now um, about what I think of the quarterback situation. I'm, I'm like half with that 
opinion that like okay Mason Rudolph is we would not have discovered Mason Rudolph without you know going through these trials of of losses well the only thing we really found out I think for certain is that is that Mitch Trubisky is not the guy and Mitch Trubisky is not good enough to to do anything of meaning of note I think that's really all we learned because with Kenny Pickett you know everybody was saying that the winning was not sustainable that the Steelers had but then again it's it's like that wasn't I mean we were saying that for weeks on end that the Steelers wins were not sustainable really Kenny Pickett the game I mean there were a couple games that he missed where they lost and then they lost to the Texans and the 49ers and you can call me or tweet at me and correct me if I'm wrong but they were winning the majority of their games with Pickett and it didn't look like the trend was going to let up I think Mitch Trubisky had a lot more to do with the losses playing quarterback than than Kenny Pickett did so I still think that the Steelers are set up in a better situation if Kenny Pickett played. I think Mace, uh, I think Mitch Trubisky is the one that derailed all of that. Now, that's a hot take, which is fine. If you don't agree with me, that's fine. Um, But I just think that, that, that Kenny Pickett could have played well enough to get them to 11 or 12 wins and keep them on the trajectory that they were on. I thought the winning wasn't sustainable until they, they hit the 6-7 win mark, and then I'm like, oh, my gosh, they're going to do it. They're going to be fine. They're doing it unconventionally, but they're going to do it. Now, Mason Rudolph, would I rather have Mason Rudolph's play over Kenny Pickett's? Absolutely. I like 30-point performances. Um, that's, that's really nice to see. Mason Rudolph also just seems more calm in the pocket when he's there, and his fakes, I mean, this is a small detail, but some of his fakes that he had on, on, on option plays were really good. Like They were very subtle. They fooled the camera person a couple times. Um, as well. So that's good. That's good to see. And again, I'll just say it one more time, just for the record. I would like to have Mason Rudolph's play over Kenny Pickett's. He's playing better. He's playing very well. He's getting the ball to George Pickens. And Deontay Johnson isn't dropping the football. He hasn't in the last couple games. So that's good. Right? So. That's why I think that this is an interesting case study at this point. Kenny Pickett going out there and saying what he said yesterday about, you know, saying that he had his full recovery period and he was not expected to be the backup during that week. I mean, that that's fine that he said that and that's fine that he's defending himself. And it is rough when you're an athlete and you have to weather those rumors. But the story would have stayed in Pittsburgh if he didn't speak. And that's just a big factor you got to think about as well. The story would have stayed in Pittsburgh had he not spoke. Because all they were were rumors. All they were were uh, some some people saying, oh, we, we have inside sources. Kenny Pickett didn't dress because he's upset. Which, again, you know, they're just rumors at that point, and you can't prove them. But then Kenny Pickett goes out and addresses it, and now everybody's like, oh, why did Kenny Pickett talk? Oh, he's refuting these points, and then the national people pick it up, and now, now, it's, a, now, now it's a league-wide story. I I believe him enough to say that he wouldn't just give up like that. It just doesn't seem like it's in his personality. He's going to back up, apparently, 
um, this last week against the Baltimore Ravens. But, like, yeah, I mean, to to, to think that, to, to speak. I mean, it was just, I think it was a little advised decision. Uh, I get why, and I don't think that inherently the words he was saying were bad words. I just think that when you when you bring that much attention onto yourself and onto the team, it just becomes a bad look just by association. Mason Rudolph, though, should be the starter, undoubtedly. I'm going to hate, even if he does, I'm, I'm, I would hate to see what it looked like if uh, for what it's going to look like if Mason Rudolph loses a game. But, um, yeah, I mean, for now, though, he's doing fine. And it's exciting to see this through, and he should be the one that continues to play quarterback for the Steelers in the immediate future. 412-928-9370 is the phone number. Let me take this caller right now. Good morning. What's your name? Morning. This is Lou. All right, Lou, what's up? So I've been listening for the last couple of days, and there's a lot of good points being made about maybe why Kenny Pickett's frustrated or Mason Rudolph's success. But um, the one thing I, I didn't hear too much of, and maybe I missed it, is there's definitely, in my opinion, been a difference in play calling since Mason Rudolph took the ball. And I'm wondering, you know, while that's that's great and he's having success, I'm just wondering if that might be what Kenny Pickett might be frustrated about is, you know, he's probably wondering why didn't he have the same chance with that type of play calling as Mason Rudolph had. Now, I don't know what Mitch Trubisky did in the middle of that. If he was getting those same type of calls and he just wasn't executing or whatever. But there, in my opinion, there's definitely been a, a sway in the play calling. Sure. Uh, hey, Lou, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Yeah, that's an interesting take. Mitch Trubisky also failed in the system after Matt Canada got fired. So Mason Rudolph succeeding seems to tell more about Mason Rudolph's skill than anything. Kenny Pickett didn't get to play much under this new play-calling scheme. But he played 24 games, and he has still looked panicky. I don't know. I don't know. Um, that's an interesting point. It's an interesting point. Um, yeah, he oh, – I lost my train of thought. Give me a second. Okay, I got it. So, Mitch Trubisky didn't play well in that same system. So, that's – there and Mason Rudolph is playing well in this system, but Kenny Pickett's had 24 games, and Kenny Pickett didn't necessarily play poorly uh, throughout entire games. He just turned it on in the fourth quarter and ended up winning the Steeler games. So I mean, he's had enough of a sample size, I think, just in the NFL. Maybe he's upset about not being in the new play calling system, and and that could be it. But I don't really think he's upset. It just doesn't seem like that's in his DNA to be that upset. Based on these circumstances, it's just, it's strange. It's odd. 412-928-9370. Got another caller? Go ahead. What's, uh, what's your name? Good morning. Good morning, Nick. It's Sean. And Hello. I, good morning. I, I I didn't have an intent, any intention to call it in, but the last caller, I think his name was Lou, mm-hmm. that said different play calling. <laughs> it's basically it, it, fundamentally the same play calling, Nick, okay? And yeah. it comes to the where, 
Kenny Pickett and, and Mitch Trubisky will not stand in the pocket. They do not go through progressions. It, it's, it's a, it was a clear – it was clear when that one play where Rudolph, he had guys everywhere around him, around his feet, around his head, and he hit George Pickens on that on that one on the sidelines. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's <laughs> – they don't go through progressions. They, he, Kenny rolls out and does his uh, rodeo act. I mean <laughs> – I, I, I don't know, and, and to segue into one other thing, I don't know if it was true. Malsey was saying his, he believes his sources yesterday. If that's the case and he did that, he, he needs to go. I mean, we need to be looking for the future Steeler quarterback, and basically it's time, time to move on from Kenny Pickett. But uh, the play calling is not any different. It's just Will, Rudolph willing to stand in the pocket, go through his progressions, yeah. take a hit, and, and it's, it's plain and simple. Yeah, I'm up against the break. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it, though. Uh... Yeah, no, that's that's fair. I don't give any excuses to Kenny Pickett anymore. He's played enough games, and Mason Rudolph doing as better as doing as well as he did. That's just that's that's not great for Kenny Pickett. And sure, if, if it's true, you got to get him out of here. But um, we don't know if it's true or not. That's just you know that's just a factor. We don't we don't or I don't know at the very least. And the public doesn't know for certain. We can only speculate at this point. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet, 23 Silverado, 1500 up to $7,500 in rebates. Go to sunchevy.com. Today, high of 40, low of 30, overcast skies. Tomorrow, high of 33, low of 25, partly cloudy skies. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles. And Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. (laughs) Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.